Hello and welcome to this week's Ruby Shoes podcast, bringing you the very best of local entertainment across East Anglia each and every week. In this week's episode, we begin with the first of our two-part Halloween specials, including a review of Trinity Scares in Ipswich with a brand new guest reviewer. We chat to the cast and director of Dracula, that's Bram Stoker's well-known gothic tale, which will be opening in Norwich. And in this episode, we take a look at some of the hauntingly good Halloween events which are happening around East Anglia that you might want to check out if you're brave enough. So let's dive right in. Are you sitting in a locked room? Have you got all the lights on? Are you still feeling secure? Now, Trinity Scares is based at Trinity Park in Ipswich and they give a warning on their website. It says uh, it takes place in almost complete darkness. It's not for those who are squeamish, pregnant, claustrophobic, frail or for the faint hearted. And to be honest, I thought, well, I fell into at least one of those categories. So I sent along our brand new guest reviewer, Iona. Let's see how she got on. Iona Lawrence recording live from Trinity Scares where I am about to embark on the scare maze um, and I'm gonna record what happens and if I make it out alive just following the circus clowns through a gated fence it looks like a cattle shed I think it is a cattle shed it is a cattle shed. So in a, we are. Right up along the back wall. Face the back wall. <laughs> 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 One thing the the scare maze really did well to capture was really focusing on everyone's individual fears there was a little bit of something for everyone we had very small spaces say if you're claustrophobic which I, I usually am but I was able I think because I had a few people with me it was all right and I knew I was in a safe enough environment but then there was also things that would sort of drop down there were things that you had to push through there were things jumping out at you and then there were also things that you were seeing as well visually it was very rich in all the kind of design elements and it wasn't as it's night time and it's very very dark it, it did make the experience very very intense because because that was like added to the added to the darkness as well and they didn't need to embellish it with too many lights you were left to your own devices to figure your way through so i'm fresh out of the trinity scares maze um, I made it to the end, uh, goodness knows how. It was it was fantastic actually. There was a little bit of something for everyone. Must admit, I held my nerve better than I thought I would, but I, that's more than I can say for a lot of the people around me. Well done, Iona. That was a brilliant review. And I think it sounds like she had a lot of fun there as well. And was very brave. If that was me, it'd be full of screams, but it wasn't. So if you want to go to Trinity Scares, it's on until the 31st of October, Halloween itself, of course.
Now, I must say good luck to the cast of Red Rose Theatre's The Ungodly. It's a brand new play, which we've spoken about in a previous podcast, based around Matthew Hopkins, the Witchfinder General. The Ungodly, written by Joanna Carrick, has its opening night tomorrow night. I'm going along on Wednesday to see it, so there'll be a review in next week's episode of Ruby Shoes. If you're part of a theatre or if perhaps you're planning an event you'd like to be featured on our podcast, just get in touch with us via our socials, Ruby Shoes Podcast. Tell us a bit about what's going on. Tell us a bit about you. And you could be a featured guest on a future episode. We'd love to hear from you. Next, we hear from the director and cast of Dracula, which comes to the Madder Market Theatre in Norwich. Seventh of November to the eleventh of November, Dracula comes to the Madam Market Theatre. This melodramatic retelling of Bram Stoker's well-known Gothic tale aims to thrill, excite, and entertain in equal measure. Now we told you a little bit about it in last week's Ruby Shoes podcast, but now we have two of the cast: John Davis, who plays Van Helsing, and also Jose. Taruka, who plays Dracula himself, and also Chris Lloyd, who is the director of this Dracula, all from the Mad Market Theatre in Norwich, and they're joining us now. Christine, or Chris, I'll call you if you don't mind. If I can start with you, as director, is it something you've directed before? I have, a long, long time ago. In fact, I not only directed it, but I played the female, uh, young female lead, so you can see how long ago it was. <laughs> you can't see it, but you would if you were sitting opposite me. Um, I, I directed it a long time ago, but it, it was a very different kind of um, ver- production. We played it for a lot of comedy then. We're playing it for entertainment value, I would say, this time, and drama, lots of drama. And does it stick quite closely to Bram Stoker's original, would you say? It's, it's, the play was uh, first published, uh, first performed in 1921 in the version we're using, uh, and it was authorised by Bram Stoker at the time. So it, does, it doesn't stick to the novel, but Bram Stoker certainly authorised it. So we feel quite, you know, that we're sticking to what he would have wanted, I, I should say. Oh, brilliant. And then from the audience point of view, it must be that there's going to be a few surprises in there to make people jump, I would imagine. Um, I mean, the story itself is scary enough, but uh, without giving up too much away, because we want people to come and see this, of course, are there moments of, of surprise for the audience, would you say? Is that fair? I think there'll be some moments of surprise. I would like to use the word entertaining. I think the whole thing will be very entertaining to the audience. I don't think they'll quite know whether they're going to laugh or or be a bit scared or or be in awe of what's going on on the stage because we've got all that happening uh, in large measure. And um, I think, you know, hopefully um, they won't know what's going to happen next. So I'd like to say it'll be very entertaining. I'd like people to go away and say... Oh, that was an entertaining couple of hours. So that's what we're aiming at. Yes, I think they can get a bit of everything. Brilliant. Now, John, if I can bring you into the conversation, as I said, you play the character Van Helsing. Tell me a bit about that character and how he comes into the story of Dracula. Well, uh, in this version, um, we sort of change him up a bit because I'm rather younger than the character that's written. Um, And so we've made him, or Chris has made him, a um, 
sort of young zealous priest he's he's sort of fresh from rome he's he's a real ambitious man he's quite full of himself very you know he's just he's he's very zealous in what he's after he's really obsessed with going after these these occult things and particularly vampires and so um he comes in as a um he's he's, he's a specialist that's called in to to you know look at look at the the symptoms of of um seward's niece to um to cure her basically to see what he can do but of course he already knows what's going on he's twigged mm, sounds very interesting and would you say because he's kind of young and zealous there's a bit of naivety there as well on his part do you think i think possibly a little bit more than i think i think it's more i mean so he's he's been in, in the way i've seen him he's sort of he's done a lot of reading up on the subject he's he's buried himself in in, in things and he's also traveled a little bit um, to, to sort of see things, and he's also battled these things before. So he he comes across as I know everything, and you all know nothing. Um, that's that's his facade. Mm. But he's also there's there's there's, so there's repression there as well. He's quite a, rep- a repressed young man. He's not really seen anything other than what he's obsessed with. Really, he's he's quite blinkered in that way. I suppose you could say rather than naive. Um, but I think the other thing you could say about him is yeah, just the pomposity and arrogance of him. He believes he can do it. Oh, my goodness. Well, he's in for a big surprise, I'm sure. Now, um, Jose, you play the main man, Dracula. Have you ever played this part before? I have not missed that. Played you Dracula before. Oh, I see, I see. So, um, it's a big part to play, and, you know, you're kind of very central to it. It must be, because usually if, if, um, if you're in a production... Uh, and you get to basically play the baddie. It's also a lot of fun. Are you are you finding that it's fun as well as as obviously quite hard because you've got a lot to learn? Uh, yeah, I actually don't have as many lines as Van Helsing, but it's uh, it's been a very fun uh, part to do. It's uh, for me, it's probably my most favourite part. I have um, acted as. It's such an iconic character who's had such a vast cultural impact. There's so much that's been produced uh, after the Dracula book was made. It's yeah, it's just been it's been very complex. Uh, there's lots of depth to Dracula. Um, for example, he's 500 years old. So lo- looking at that, it's like what? How would you how would you be if you were 500 years old? There is of course there's a, you look at the positives, which is the wisdom that you would have achieved over those 500 years but there's also the isolation that um dracula has the isolation and uh, of course dracula also had his loved ones you know die in, in in front of him and he's lived on many 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 years beyond that um so there's a lot of grief early on but there's also the boredom of living 500 years and that's kind of what i'm trying to bring to the character which is he is he is bored and he he likes to play with people and he's predatory. He's also mesmerising and a, a powerful character uh, that has these five hundred years behind him. Well, with that mesmerising power behind you, Jose, can you give us a, just a quick line from the play in character? Of course. For five hundred years, I have lived. And I have the power and control over the bodies and souls of others. 
<laughs> now that's going to work for me, definitely. It does sound a lot of fun, all three of you. I think it's going to be amazing. Uh, as I say, this all comes out next month from the uh, beginning of November. How are rehearsals going? Do, do you feel that you're in that sort of rhythm now or are you still sort of waiting for it all to fall into place? I'll let John answer that, shall I? Oh, I, uh, John, you are. I'd, I'd like to say something on it, though, because they, they'll be very modest about it. I have a phenomenal <laughs> car. They are absolutely terrific, all of them. Incredibly talented young people. And it is a young cast for the most part. And rehearsals are going much better than any director could hope for at this period. So I'm really delighted with them. Now I'll let John say what he <laughs> Go on, John. Well, I, th- I think certainly from, a, from an actor's perspective, I think um, it's, I'm probably, for, for the cast, size cast we've got and the size of show we've got, it's further along than I would think we would be at this point. It's because Chris got us up on the stage immediately um, and we said we didn't do a read through as a lot of people normally do. We just sort of got up and got straight up and did it as a stagger through. And I think that put us all further ahead. I mean, we, we, we all wanted to get our lines learned, our books down as fast as possible because there's so much um, action involved. There's so much um, stagecraft going on that we have to really convey so much more than just the words do. Um, yeah, as we would still call it stage business. Um, so, yeah, it's... Um, it's, it's it's really really good and, and and as Chris said, everyone's fantastic and it's a great cast to work with and bounce off. It's it's a lot of fun. It sounds it. Just a final question to you: Is Chris quite a tough director? Yes, <laughs> I would say so. That would be uh, yeah. If you can imagine That's a director with a not a real whip, but you can imagine a whip being there. Um, but yeah, no, she's brilliant. She's um, really helped us along the journey. And I think we are, as John says, at a very good point. And I think we have so much to give uh, further beyond this point. And um, yeah, it's going to be a, a really, really brilliant production of Dracula. It certainly sounds it. Chris, tell us how we can get hold of tickets. I get hold of tickets from the box office or online at the Mother Market Theatre. Uh, very easy to get them online. I know that because I hate doing anything online and I managed to buy some myself, which is uh, easy. Um, box office is open on weekdays during the daytime. Um, and, well, that's how you get them. Please do come along and buy tickets, anybody who wants them, because we still have some left. Some things are selling out. Friday evening, we are calling Freaky Friday and inviting people to dress up as vampires if they want to when they come along, which could be a lot of fun um, with leftover Halloween costumes and things like that, special drinks in the bar. So uh, look online and come into the box office. Dracula will as you to come. Can we count on your attendance, Mr. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. How could I possibly refuse? <laughs> Thank you, all of you. It's been a pleasure to talk to you, and good luck with it. And tickets available, it's madamarket.co.uk. Now, coming up this month, you might also like to visit these other Halloween events. 
First of all, there's Scaresville at Kentwell Hall. That's in Long Melford in Suffolk. And it returns with its signature screaming and associated laughter, they say. Well, I've done Scaresville before, and trust me, there was no laughter. I just screamed all the way around. It says, be prepared for an evening of adventure as you cross over into a twilight world where reality and imagination merge You'll encounter thrills, spills, scares and dares as you traverse the woods, the buildings and parkland of Scaresville. When I went along, they've got this um, original brick mausoleum as part of Kentwell Hall and it's circular and it's in the dark and you go in and it's lit up at the bottom and it's it's quite spooky because there's a coffin at the bottom and things like that. And I went in with a colleague and we were doing some recording and because it's circular and it's quite dark, as we went round, we were sort of feeling with our hands to try and find our way back out again. And uh, somebody else who I took along, who I'll keep nameless at the moment, but he knows who he is, shut the door on us, unbeknownst to us. So as we walked around in semi-darkness with our hands on the walls trying to find the way out, there was no way out. It was literally just like this circular tomb. Very, very scary. Uh, They say about Kentwell Hall, Scaresville, the live action immersive experience will once again provide a unique experience not matched anywhere else in this mortal realm. So it's on nightly. Uh, It goes on until Sunday, the 29th of October. And you can book your tickets if you just do a Google for Scaresville or Kentwell Hall. You can find that there. Another thing that caught my eye and I thought this looks like fun. This is at The Hold. This is on Ipswich Waterfront. It's obviously the home of Suffolk Archives. It says, enter if you dare and join us for an adults only night of spooky Suffolk ghost stories. It includes a screening of the 1968 BBC production of Whistle and I'll Come To You by M.R. James. Now, Mr. James lived in Suffolk for many years and his famous ghost stories were often inspired by the mysterious Suffolk landscapes and local myths and legends. There is a cafe and a bar available as well. Only suitable for adults. You've got to be 18 plus to go along to this. That's Ghost Stories Lates at The Hold in Ipswich. And that's uh, this Thursday, Thursday, the 26th of October between 7 and 10 p.m. So if you like ghost stories, head for that. Friday, the 27th of October, you can pop over to uh, Haverhill for Haverhill Town Council's annual Spook Fest. Uh, That's going to see East Town Park full of weird, wonderful and ever so slightly scary creatures and characters. So a great one for all the family, this one. Sights and sounds you've never encountered before and hope that you'll never again. It's free. There's no booking required. And you can go along. That's this Friday at Haverhill Town Council's East Town Park. Uh, Entry times. 5.30 p.m., 6.15, 7.45 and 8.30 p.m. So I imagine you're all a bit sort of corralled to go at the same time. But as I say, it's free, there's no booking required and that just sounds a great one for the whole family, doesn't it? Next week, we'll have the second part of our Ruby Shoes Halloween special as we'll be just one away from the whole event of Halloween itself, one day away from that. In the meantime, you have a great week, won't you? I'm Steph McIntyre. Thanks for listening to this episode of Ruby Shoes Podcast. Hope you can join us next week and do check us out on socials at Ruby Shoes Podcast. And stay safe. <laughs>